Hi, and welcome to The Theology Box, a podcast dedicated to seeing how God fits into the world we live in. We hope you enjoy your time with us today, where theology is the conversation. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Here we are again. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's either episode two or recording two, depending on the uh, how, how I release these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it chronology or is it feelingology? Uh-huh. How, how I feelingology? Because uh-huh. um, when I do the study of how I feel, it's 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 pretty random. It's pretty uh-huh. random. My emotions are not always uh, predictable, mm-hmm. so. Um, I think most people's aren't. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. yeah, you could you could watch a sad film and in the middle of a a, a key moment chuckle. Uh-huh, <laughs> Those uh-huh. things happen, or yeah, or you watch something that's supposed to be heartwarming and go away feeling. Well, and this is an unfortunate experience for me, but uh-huh. I used to always cry when I watched um, like. AT&T commercials. Oh, right. Um, yeah, because they'd always be centered around family. Okay. And, mm. yeah, my family uh, environment, home environment, mm. was was not that. Uh-huh. It was uh, something quite different. So, mm. I, yeah, I would I would tear up. Mm. And it's like, I'm pretty sure that's not how I should feel. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, AT&T, now you feel lonely and isolated. <laughs> oh, my god. Like, goodness. what? Oh. Uh-huh. That's wow. not good. <laughs> Effective advertising, AT&T, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know what will happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, today, oh, today, what are we talking about, Mark? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you wanted to kind of re-explore ideas of ethnocentrism. Centrism. Yeah, and just, I guess, like, within the larger context of like intercultural dynamics and relationships in people's lives i guess primarily as it relates to like living in the in the united states uh and coming from a place where we have um this like melting pot that everyone's heard of and yet at the same time like there there are different commentators who've described the united states as an island unto itself so i think for some people it's kind of like once you get here, then you're here. So like assimilate or else, mm-hmm. or but but then there's also like I guess it's easier to have like historical recognition of the fact that there's so much of like a conglomeration or just like a big mix of different types of people groups here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like once it, it it's almost as if that identity was like solidified, and it's like going forward, it's easier just to kind of have your own pre-existing notion of what you know america should look like yeah but the reality is that it's, it's always changing mm-hmm. um so uh yeah yeah <laughs> i um yeah i've heard that america is one of now i don't know how true it is but that like outside of armenia the most Armenians in the world live in Los Angeles. Mm, and, okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I've I, heard that too. Yeah, and I think sometimes we think of America and its multicultural like diversity as being kind of everywhere, but it's mostly I think metropolitan. So like you'll okay. find it in LA, you'll find it <clears throat> in New York, you'll find it in Florida, areas yeah, of Florida. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But you go into like uh, any other community in the in the west or midwest and i think it's mm-hmm. it's fairly either like white or black and then in the south there's like a lot of like more mexican uh, mm-hmm. families down sure. there so um but that also kind of t- lends to the narrative that it's culturally diverse because mm-hmm. it's not like <clears throat> even even if it's like more more or less widespread in different areas it's not like it, in china and this is going to sound like a gross generalization is that everyone's Chinese, mm-hmm. right? That, that grew up there is native to there and has an ancestry there. Uh-huh. Whereas like here in the United States, 
the people who have an ancestry here are the Native American people, right. which we don't really hear much about anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and everybody else, not just white colonialists, but everybody else that's here is an immigrant of some kind. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's I think that drives the narrative as well. I've also heard that, or at least from my experience, the people in, in L.A., in particular, since we're close to LA, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know why I keep using the Armenians as an example, but I will. That's fine. Uh, you know, in, in in LA, you have Little Armenia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where most of the Armenians actually are. That and uh, you also have uh, Little Tokyo. Okay. And that's where mo- actually not anymore. That's that's one of the mm. ones few that have changed. Uh, actually, the Asians in general. Uh, so like the Chinese, it used to be Chinatown. That's where you'd find like a mass amount of uh, Chinese people in LA. Uh-huh. But now it's kind of like the Chinese or yeah communities more, are more everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, like Arcadia, mm-hmm. um, like Korea, you have Koreatown. Mm-hmm. But also, I guess there's also like a Koreatown in Buena Park. Or there's oh, like really? there's okay. pockets. But even in those like pockets where like in Arcadia. Uh, there still becomes like a, a central, not a central feel of it, but like all the all the Chinese businesses are here. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, which I also think is necessary for commerce, right? Okay. Uh-huh. They they did a they did a thing once where, so so I'm just reflecting on the general sense of like why do we feel like, why do I feel like it, there's still some isolation in effect and part of it might be because of the commerce so they found that if if you have a supermarket let's say okay and you want to open your supermarket the best location that you can pick is like right down the street or right across from or somewhere near another supermarket okay yeah that makes sense yeah because now um i think there might be even like some natural instinct like well, you know, open it somewhere where people need a supermarket. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't need one anymore. They'll go to the one that they know. But it actually drives competition. Mm-hmm. And people looking for a supermarket start thinking of that area as a place for supermarkets. Yeah, yeah. So and that's kind of what I think of Arcadia, which is, I don't know if that's fair, <laughs> but uh-huh. I think, uh, man, I want to get some Chinese food. I should probably go to Arcadia because they have uh-huh. really good food there. So, uh-huh. um yeah, so that's kind of part. Oh, but I think what you wanted to actually talk about was a little more serious, right? Like, well, I mean, that's fine because I mean, it certainly is true that it comes naturally for kind of groups of people to just like clump together, you know, in a positive sense. That like, if you share a common background or heritage or even just like business goals then they're, you're naturally going to find people of the same, you know, mindset or ethnicity, uh, in the same area. Um, so yeah, it, it certainly goes, uh, it's, it's certainly clear that at, in a place like LA, you're going to find a whole lot more variety and diversity, uh, just within a short, like traveling distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually just a couple weeks ago, I was with two friends, who are Armenian and who live or, or who are from from Glendale, and we we went to this phenomenal Armenian slash Lebanese restaurant uh, called oh sorry Marush, uh, and it was I think from what they were describing like right on the edge of where Little Armenia is, um, and they were saying how I, I believe Glendale and maybe just the area in general also has you know kind of the population like yeah. extends out that way, and and I've even seen a few places in Pasadena. Um, but yeah, I think like, yeah, I, I think LA has one of, if not like the largest population, yeah. uh, outside of Armenia. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, but that's also like true of, um, well, at least it, from what I heard, mm-hmm. there were like several like categories of nations where you could say that's true of okay. Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I forget what they are. I remember Armenia because I think I was living in Glendale when I heard it, <laughs> uh-huh. so that might be why. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. 
When, when did you live in Glendale? Uh, <clears throat> trying to think. Uh, I lived back, uh, well, before I met you, it was okay. back in 2010, 2009. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Before, yeah. before APU? Yeah. Okay. The semester before, or no, the year before. Mm. So I did like two semesters at Citrus College and then... Oh, yeah. okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, we didn't meet. I remember. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't I've know. I've told you so many times. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not, I don't know if that was just like, if I ever officially heard that or if it was just like something I heard at, at the beginning and then just gradually forgot just because yeah, of, of the thing. Yeah, that's one of the Sure, yeah. <laughs> If you remember that much detail, I'd be like, Mark, you are crazy. Yeah, you're crazy. You're crazy. That's what I'd say. You're well, just... is that how you got connected more so with the Japanese fellowship? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, so, was, that, was, that was mainly how? Because they mostly uh, outreach to uh, Citrus College. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a guy named Tom, Tomohiro Utsunomiya, so okay. that's kind of a... I remember Tomohiro. You remember Tomohiro? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, yeah Tomohiro was <laughs> pretty cool, dude. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was just having trouble with um, a presentation, and the teacher kept thinking, like, don't worry, you'll be fine. You know the information, right? And he's like... Or, or no, she's like, do you need any help with any, like, of the information? And he's like, no, 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 I think I understand everything. I just... I'm, I'm worried about going up there... And she was always, like, very... Uh, she was the astronomy teacher at Citrus okay. College, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, she always kind of had, like, a I'm too busy for this kind of personality. <laughs> okay. But, like... Um, but, which she probably was. Okay, know, yeah. It's, it's like there's yeah. a lot of students in the class, and uh, I think she taught at a different college as well. But, um, yeah, he... Yeah, he, he so she was kind of, like not really listening to and I was like overhearing it uh-huh. and I was so I talked to him after class and I was like you need help because like you're worried about your English right and mm-hmm. he's like yes that's what I've been trying to say okay. I, was, uh-huh. I was like okay well um I I'll, I'll help you dude you know I'll uh-huh. help you because I, I don't know why I thought I could at that point, if I think about like what I've learned while I was at APU mm-hmm. and um, everything else, then it makes sense to me if I had already known that stuff. But I kind of was just like, "I'll help you, man." Uh, <laughs> I know, I know words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I <can> know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I guess I was an older student at that time already. I was getting close to thirty, so. Okay. Like, I, I guess I felt, like, confident enough that I could help somebody that needs to learn some sure phraseology. Yeah. So, something about, like, what we were talking about. With, where did that come from? Glendale? Well, because you live in Glendale. And I, I was Glendale. Oh, I yeah. Wasn't sure oh, okay. Yeah, I did want to... I did want to mention something about what you said uh, uh-huh. about cultural diversity in the United States. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, yeah, there were two things I wanted to mention. Um, one being... I think that's also kind of the, the neat thing about Los Angeles culture versus other semi-diverse populations in the United States uh-huh. is that you have like some of the best Mexican food, some of the best Chinese food, yeah. some of the best Japanese food outside of those respective countries. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. Um, like maybe, you know. No, maybe that would <laughs> okay. be too bold to say. Okay, uh uh-huh. um, But... <laughs> <laughs> Were you going to say that, that they even rivaled, like... Their, their own, their yeah, own... yeah. Okay. I mean, probably in different areas, depending on yeah. what, uh, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let's, let's not yeah. go there. I'm not Mill Saavedra. I'm not a food critic. I'm not, <laughs> okay. Guy, I'm not Guy Fieri. Uh-huh. I'm not, I've yeah. not traveled that far. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's kind of a neat thing. And, and you can also, as much as it seems like, you know, the Armenian guys are all going to church together and living in their community, and same for Spanish-speaking people, uh, you can still go, uh, depending on who you know and where you are, into those neighborhoods and see their commerce and find the things that make them uniquely that 
those uniquely uh-huh. themselves because of like um like in an Armenian neighborhood you're gonna find more like lamb grape okay grape leaf wrapped yeah, things yeah, uh-huh. that I you know I'm not gonna find it around uh Laverne uh-huh. or well I will but it has to be like that kind of store I got sure <laughs> and it's not uh quite as frequent yeah so and the same thing with like a Turkish community uh so that's kind of like one of the neat things and and i think that flows over not just into like the food but like the design of things so mm, um mm-hmm, whether yeah. it be jewelry or pottery or you know um, yeah definitely but you mentioned something about like the u.s being an island unto itself yeah and i looks like you want to well i was just gonna it. say um do you want me to see where well i i guess there is at least one or two people who like wrote that that can be like I guess that America could be described as that either present presently or just in the in like the recent past. Um, mm. Did you want to go on more into that or? Oh no, I thought you had maybe more. To say. Um. Well. <laughs> well. The something kind of something related to the idea of like there's like pockets of culture, but then um, there's an essay that I was looking at a while back by Brian V. Street called uh, Culture is a Verb. And he was describing culture as an act of doing rather than an act of being. And uh, let me see here. Um, yeah, he, he was basically describing that culture lies in not just like there's like differences that you can see with your eyes, but that there's reasons and like processes behind these differences. So like you'll see the differences in like architecture or in like the restaurants that you go to. Yeah, of course, there's the language difference and just like the historical, um, you know, there's customs and whatnot. But like each culture has a reason for that, or there's like there's more there's more than just like you can't just or you can't only like compare and contrast the nouns, but you have to you have to see like what is behind like what's motivating, and and I think ultimately like looking at the people doing those things because not not everybody or maybe very few people will actually fit like the mold of what you previously understood as like what Armenian looks like or what being like a Hispanic, you know, or Latino person, what that equates with. Right. Uh, But like, as you encounter the people doing these things, you know, it some might line up more, you know, like evenly with what is like traditionally, you know, let's say Mexican or Guatemalan heritage. Um, But like each person or maybe like different communities have, like different reasons for what they do um so it's kind of it's basically like there's more depth to it than just what might be like your first impression either through media or through like what you hear family members or other people like talking about other cultures let's say yeah um so yeah yeah that's that that's actually a really good point because it's i think usually when i talk about culture and interculturalism like I'm, I'm thinking of the the knickknacks and the doodads, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, and, yeah, because yeah. um, <clears throat> that's yeah, that's how I, that's how I uh, kind of experience it, um, but through a technical analysis or even a better appreciation, um, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, no, uh, I was thinking when you initially said that that it was in regard to so a person from china and a chinese community here would probably feel a little more comfortable but they i think there would still be a difference in the way that people conduct their lives right yeah yeah because because one of one of the cultures of chinatown in the united states that why people um chose that place and, and maybe it wasn't totally like willingly, because I'm pretty sure a lot of that was like <laughs> forced labor that brought the uh, early okay. Chinese immigrants okay. here. 
but why you know why they didn't just go back as soon as they discovered that you know as soon as the world changed into like a freer place for the chinese immigrants mm. like why didn't they go back well because they developed a history here yeah right yeah. They, they started to have their own stories of why are they here yeah yeah that's yeah, good and yeah. and also um and, and and so i think that also like adds to the cultural uh, narrative is that now um not just that they have a history here but their tradition involves like principles of freedom and liberty at least mm, uh, as yeah. we view them yeah. in the united states which i think are fairly free you know we don't, mm. we're not totally free to do whatever we want like you know you, we could be generalized uh-huh. but um it's it certainly is a, a culture of an independent thinking yeah you know like <clears throat> yes the community matters but what really matters is that you make the decision that you believe is best for yourself even if it hurts other people like they'll they'll be okay like i think that's kind of like a an an american attitude it's not everyone's attitude but it's Mm -hmm. like it's going to be okay as long as you do what you believe is best for yourself it could hurt people and it could destroy the community but as long as you (laughs) as long as i'm okay then that's okay (laughs) like and that's i i mean i'm not saying that that's the right way to think Uh i'm just saying that that's that's kind of like I think that's how far you can take it in mm. in U.S. culture, uh-huh. and people wouldn't be like, they wouldn't, you know, as long as it's not like intentionally harming somebody. Uh-huh. They're like, well, you know, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, you should have the right to do that. Uh-huh. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I I think that yeah. is probably a good description of how <clears throat> our culture views, I guess, just like the individual's, you know, choice in yeah. in life. Or like. Um, like let's say like the whole anti-vax thing, okay. right? Like, that is the stupidest. Okay. <laughs> Let me be more gentle. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, that is the most foolish. Uh... <laughs> it's just not a sound decision, right? Like the choice to not vaccinate your children, based on corollary evidence of links to autism which have not been proven through um like cause and effect uh they just share a a, uh, they don't even share a significant statistical relationship there's just enough for some buddy to make some wacky story Uh there's like a measles outbreak in new york because people won't vaccinate their children and or or, and washington okay and oregon Mm. and it's like but okay, but you know, you believe that vaccines are harmful for your children, and some people believe it on a spiritual basis, like like the uh-huh. like people let their loved ones die of cancer because they're waiting for God to heal, mm. or they're or if God doesn't heal, then that's God's choice not to heal them. Mm. So um, it's okay that they die. And okay, well, yeah, it's okay that they die, but like, it's not, it's not like, I mean, you know, people or everyone's gonna die, uh-huh. but but you can add to the person's quality of life before death, and um, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, it's a but, but they're free to do that, uh huh, because it's their belief, yeah. Well, you don't think you should, and you know, as long as you go don't go too, you know, crazy and start like infecting people with measles <laughs> like okay. intentionally right right you know then yeah then uh yeah you don't have to vaccinate your kids mm. <laughs> like, what yeah i'm not <laughs> i'm not too familiar with with that uh like issue but but yeah generally speaking i think like there's the like acceptance of of uh, you know a whole multitude of opinions and like you know lifestyles yeah um so well and like, i mean like it's even in the u.s you could be part of a group of anarchists, right? <laughs> like you could have meetings once a month over down by the police station if that's where you want to do it, over by City Hall if that's where you want to have your anarchist convention, and uh, and the police would have to protect you. <laughs> like they'd have to, you'd have to, uh, or you could be like a socialist, you know. Mm. Now I guess in the '60s, like you couldn't be a communist. But, uh, sure, yeah. But like that's kind of the the framework of you know American society. I I remember when I went to China, and I was only passing through. Uh-huh. 
and this guy, and I don't know how much he was exaggerating it or just really helping me realize this was mm-hmm. what before we got on the plane, these people were handing out. Oh, I told you about this. But yeah, but but yeah, tell it again because I I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a brochure for like stopping. Um, I I, I can't remember like. It either had to do with like the one child rule or with organ harvesting or something crazy that oh. we've all heard China okay. does. Yeah, I, I think from what you told before, maybe the organs. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to write that down so it sticks. Because I, I think you said it when we, when we were having, after we bowled the one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at, yeah. At yeah. the Japanese place. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, like, this lady hands me this paper and I'm like, uh, okay, whatever, I'll read it later. I fold it up, put it in my backpack. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. We're going through customs because I, I have to stop in China for four hours or something. Uh-huh. And they won't even, like, let you sit – well, yeah, they won't even let you sit in their airport without going through customs. I'm like, what? <laughs> but, okay. Uh, but, uh, okay, uh-huh. whatever. Like, I didn't have to do this in Peru. But, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> I show the guy – not – I didn't show a Chinese official. There's somebody on the plane, uh, pass, another passenger, and, like, we're talking uh, – <laughs> about something else completely different. This guy <laughs> cut in front of me, uh-huh. and I was giving him a hard time, and he was giving me a hard time. Uh-huh. And then, so I started talking to this other guy about it. And uh, I mentioned, during our conversation anyway, I mentioned, like, oh, yeah, I got one of these papers. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Uh, he's like, dude, don't talk to me, man. Don't talk to me with that kind of <laughs> stuff in your backpack. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, dude, they don't they don't play around in China. That's like uh, like propaganda, contraband. You could be withheld, detained for wow. that. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's China. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like reality check. There. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, big time. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna get rid of this thing. <laughs> So I, so I mm. threw it away, but it was, it was like, that's the kind of worry that people have, you know, being in, in China is like, if you get caught with propaganda, you can go to jail. Mm-hmm. Like Christian communities, if they're not part of the national church, yeah, they can be in prison. Yeah. And, um, if, if you use the internet <laughs> well, on a, uh-huh. on a website with a proxy server on it and access a website that, you know, isn't permitted, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. If you're Ai Weiwei, who's a famous installation artist out there, you get confined to your house because you did some said something even just slightly political, mm-hmm. and uh, okay. or or actually pretty, I think it was pretty out outwardly okay. political. Okay. Uh-huh. But um, you know, that's, but but the China Chinatown here in Los Angeles, you know, they don't feel that way. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's well. Yeah. There's a couple of things I could say about that right now. Um. But that brought to mind. I met somebody who I can't disclose their quote unquote name. Uh. But I met someone. What's their name? <laughs> I met someone back in Jan- in January who was telling me that they uh have gone to China as part of like like a network of churches, mm. but within the context of the ones that aren't you know, officially recognized or allowed. And they were telling me about some quite like, you know, uh, nail biting stories of like trying to meet with people while not being detected, but then at least one or two instances where they were found out and then had to like hurry out of like the venue, which was just like, you know, let's say like, a. I don't know, like someone's basement or like a, yeah. just like some neutral place. Um, and, w- and we're like very like, o- yeah, almost were caught and who knows what would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, pro- I mean, I wouldn't imagine more than, j- than just being jailed, but, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows maybe, really maybe what. Maybe like kicked out of the country. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they were also telling me that. Um, Exiled. <laughs> yeah. Quite, quite possibly. Yeah. <laughs> They're also saying how, as far as they're aware, that um, even like the um, those like servers that like go like beyond just the or that l- let you access the you know just like free internet content yeah, pro- proxy networks yeah yeah those um, that they they were saying that they're they're pretty sure that the government 
does indeed like is able to oh yeah like monitor or whatever or access them but but that basically they're just picking their battles or you know or just basically like they're they're going after people who they think are worth their time uh more or less like actual dissidents in the country yeah yeah uh but but yeah that was that was kind of an eye-opener to me since like uh you know both of us have a friend uh in mainland china and like you know so like he and i you know text via or i mean like we communicate or or text or what or whatever like video chat as far as i understand i don't know if it's through his like phone or or sometimes like through that like proxy server Mm -hmm. but it kind of made me think like oh well is even that being like you know yeah Yeah. viewed or listened to at some point like i don't know but uh that's um that reminds me of a a joke but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well no it's something like when you have like a if you're playing a video game mm. and there's like somebody from China caught and they're like really laggy and uh-huh. like just put in like the all chat put like something about Tiananmen Square like repeatedly and the Chinese will like shut down his connection. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I don't know. The way they the way they wrote it didn't sound so jokey. They were like, uh-huh. this this will work. To, like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I do. Yeah, they're definitely. Um, under much more surveillance than us. Mm. Uh, oh, and that, but and, I would I that oh the reason I I thought of that though was like, uh-huh. do you ever wonder about like should I be worried about what I say in this video chat? Oh, like, yeah, hmm. like yeah the well since I had that conversation with this fellow or them uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> with this okay, whatever, with this fellow who had been to China you know on several occasions and was telling me these things. There's only maybe once or twice where I had then like, you know, like a FaceTime call with my friend in China, you know, you know like mm-hmm. so afterward. But um, but otherwise, because I mean, I'm not sure like what would be a total red flag mm, to. Yeah. But because um, I mean, e- even because I mean, if we're mentioning like faith in Jesus, then, you know, th- that might be in the general like, you know yeah like mm-hmm. category but i'm not sure like what they would like where they would draw the line but but i i would hope you know perhaps i'll be more like cautious uh you know but i, I ultimately i'm not sure like what yeah they're probably look, looking for words like um opposition mm-hmm. you know like probably i i don't know because like jesus is probably talked about in the national church mm-hmm. yeah but okay. is is it is he talking about are some of his more insurrectionary comments <laughs> yeah. you know, being talked about? Probably not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Probably yeah, not. Uh, I bet you the Chinese Bible looks a bit different than ours, mm, you know, okay. from the from the uh, government. Yeah. Um, yeah. All that being said, <laughs> oh, there is one other thing uh, because I do like to like bring some theological uh, tie-in content yeah okay yeah tie-in okay, okay. Uh-huh. yeah and so the tie-in <laughs> uh-huh. oh well, no and so i was thinking theologically about this mm. and i had a couple of um ideas okay and they're still coming to me hold on calculating Uh, (laughs) my brain's like dude you need to chill i'm typing right now um (laughs) it's like it's like when your computer lags and you type like five words and then like the word the word processor yeah just like spits them all out in like one second when it wasn't (laughs) yeah yeah i'm still buffering this this might be a half an hour no um (laughs) um Heaven. Okay, okay, there we go. Okay, okay. <laughs> it came out. <laughs> and I had two... I had a question, kind of, uh, that I thought we could talk about. And then uh-huh. also, um, I wanted to think about, like, we, we hear about, like, in the book of Revelation, that every tribe and tongue... Is that Revelation? Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. It is, right? Oof. 
<laughs> that master's degree is working for me. You know, that's one of the books we really don't talk about that much. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, um, every tribe, tongue, nation will be there, mm. all worshiping God. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think about that, and I'm, and to me, that principle of inclusivity or multiculturalism, um, mm. inter intercultural no multicultural it's just okay. fine sure um we won't get into the interreligious uh faith dialogue yet uh-huh. maybe next time <laughs> but the multiculturalism it's clearly represented it's represented all the way back in you know the hebrew bible with mm-hmm. uh abraham becoming a blessing to all people yeah exactly right? it's, it's always been there right um but if we look at like the United States as a microcosm okay. of that, okay. I don't know if the the identity of the people in the United States mm-hmm. are made up of multicultural avenues or, or uh, towns, neighborhoods, okay. that sometimes mix together in the, in the market, okay. right? Or, well, not just sometimes, often mixed together in the market. That's usually the meeting place for mm. all the different okay, cultures. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, and so, in, an, in, a, in a heavenly sense, right, like, mm. I personally view commerce as, like, taking a totally different form because <laughs> I, I have all eternity and I have all things provided to me in an abundance of need. So I don't think uh-huh. I need to go down to the store. <laughs> and, you know, I was actually talking about this the other day. It's like, I don't think I need to drive anywhere. <laughs> like if it takes me a thousand years to get somewhere, then that's fine. <laughs> I call this walk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, but, um, like, yeah, so that whole structure is going to be different, but I mm. wonder at the same time is that with that cultural difference and the culture of love, um, and, uh-huh. and and being led by Jesus and our and in our Christ likeness, right? Mm. So this is this this idea of Christ likeness, not be just being name, but uh-huh. being a uh, title, mm. right? So Jesus isn't Christ; he's the Christ, <laughs> right? Okay. So, well, yeah. So yeah, but we're but we're supposed to be Christ like, and so uh-huh. the word being you know anointed Mm, or messianic Mm -hmm. right like i think right in the hebrew if they were going around calling jesus christ i don't think that they would i think they would call him uh like messiah yeah yeah right yeah just yeah the one is hebrew and the one is greek yeah for the the anointed but but they they mean like different kind slightly different Uh, okay yeah there might be different connotations yeah different connotations but 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 i think overall our yeah, for, for like, purpose yeah. of illustration. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the so to be the anointed people being led by Jesus, uh-huh. then uh, we live in a... Will there still be, like, separate communities of, like, like the Korean area of heaven that meets together when we all participate in a single activity like like whereas like in the united states we're all um american uh-huh. because we believe in this idea of freedom uh-huh. right and in christianity we're all christian because we all believe in this idea of freedom right spiritual freedom. okay and um and even obligation i i would we could talk okay, about that sure for time. but um but it's the same with the U.S., right? Like, it's still freedom, obligation, sense of duty, and purpose for people who are very patriotic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yet, those communities still divide into their own unique identity, right, mm-hmm. inside of themselves. Uh-huh. But if anybody looked at it from the outside, they would tell that those, 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 um, that ethnic group 
Oh, yeah, they may be Honduran, but they're American. Okay. Right? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so how how does that play out in, in heaven? Mm. Like, how, can, yeah. can it exist that way? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Yeah, I would say, I would say that there is a, a pretty, there's a good comparison there, although, like, you know, with, I, I would say with like being American, there's like you you don't necessarily have to have belief involved or mm. I mean like in the maybe like in the truest sense of what it means to be an American, as you described it. Proud to be an American. <laughs> Where at least I know I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. But anyways, let, let's 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 go with that. Um, yeah, I think the. It's a decent song. <laughs> I, I want to make sure, like I'm not mocking the uh, the song. I'm mocking the uh, genre. Okay. Although I do like some country music. Yeah, so, I, I'm anyway. just I'm just enjoying it. Disclaim, disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm laughing with it, not at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like a lot of country music. Yeah, I, I do not, like not modern country, and that's really what I'm making fun of. <laughs> okay. I love I love old like Kitty Wells. Okay. Uh, well, Johnny Cash, but he's okay. kind of modern. Uh, but I do like Kenny Chesney, you know. Okay. I like I like Hank Williams uh-huh. Jr. Okay, all right. Anyway, that's Conway Twitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot of his music. That should ne- be the ne- next I mean, one. neither do I. But uh... oh, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, he's out there. I'll have to check him out. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry. Okay, I, but um, yeah. yeah. So you know, I might not have like an absolutely definitive answer for this, but as far as I see it, um, with like. So there being all tribes, tongues, nations, all these ethnic groups represented in heaven, part of the body of Christ. So he's the one who's the, basically he defines that unity. He, he brings like, I would say like, so similar to the way that you could say like an outsider might see, oh, like this community is Honduran, but I, I could recognize that they're American. I would say that the type of identity and like definitive uh, quality of that, that Christ leaves on those who belong to him, that that's the most fundamental and, and, and in terms of eternity, the only thing that will make the like, or the thing that'll make the most difference or the, the thing that has the most weight in the matter. Mm. So I think that to the extent that you can still recognize that, hey, there are all these uh, all these different types of people represented here, that the fact that it's now that it's not just within the realm of, okay, here's people with like these different bloodlines on the earth, but these are people who are united by the life, the lifeblood of Christ Mm -hmm. and are now you know, living with like a new, with where, uh, mortality has like them clothed with immortality or however Paul, you know, describes it. Yeah. That like, it's, it's then like the, the, the ultimate, like, uh, I guess state of existence or however you want to describe it is like, is on a different plane. Whereas you can still identify that like these, like basically, I guess there's, there's some like, remnant or or like qualities taken from like the first uh like stage of life if, or however you want to call it. basically life on earth that those qualities are still like represented in the people mm-hmm. but that the but, but but that the more definitive quality in heaven's life is the fact that they're all united in the person of Jesus right. and are like experiencing him in his glory and are now like with having the, having the new, uh, like bodies that they're in, which, you know, I don't know how that will like quote unquote look, but it in some way reflects, basically it reflects who the people are. Whereas on earth people like can more readily define, let's say define people as their ethnicity, oh, and like, and their personality, and like this or that. Whereas there, you can still per- perhaps recognize those different aspects. But the most, de- but the most definitive, at least you know the way I'm, you know, kind of describing it, the most definitive is belonging to Him, being united with with Christ. 
does that does that yeah sound yeah like? no I think I think that's um, we're kind of saying the same thing but using different words no um, yeah that's kind of what I was wondering though um, not to downplay the point mm-hmm. um, the big difference here in in I identity is that okay yeah yeah like i was saying like there's segregation of towns right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in a in an evaluation of other people where we like unconditionally love those people um we wouldn't draw distinctions on um character based on like trust or uh, desire to communicate with or to do business with and because I, I think that like part of the reason like chinese communities develop around each other is that well you know this cousin of that cousin or that sister and that brother mm. and they move near each other because you develop like lines of trust with each other okay right and so that you kind of all coalesce around the ability to make the community together mm-hmm. but in a, in a place of like unconditionally loving people uh-huh. um i should trust you <laughs> yeah like uh, yeah but or, or at least i should believe that you trust me mm-hmm. and then through that we can work together mm-hmm. and so maybe i can like you said distinguish your lineage from a time past but it's not the signifying factor of why we would dwell near each other. Yeah. The signifying factor would be that, you know, we are bonded together in the unity of Christ and yeah. and, and the love that is provided through that. So, yeah, that's mm. actually an interesting way mm. to look at it. Mm. Like, I, I, I kind of had that feeling of what I, what I said um, and the, the analogy between the United States and heaven, mm. I think it's still pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. But we don't do it perfectly because just because I see you doesn't mean I trust you because, like, I think you're really American. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. like and even if totally. you were, maybe I don't trust you as much. <laughs> like, maybe I'm like, oh, this guy thinks he's super American. Like, uh-huh. Like I don't I don't trust those guys and but then I you see the like black block people with like their bandanas and their black flags and it's like mm-hmm. I don't trust you either. <laughs> like, like I don't trust anyone. That's what I don't trust. Um Yeah, so um yeah, that that whereas if it was a utopian society then we would all just kind of trust each other and, mm-hmm. and uh and so that's where the Christian society and even at church here now, uh-huh. yeah, there's a bunch of liars and hypocrites. I'm one of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we all, we, we, we aren't like all as bad as some others would believe. <laughs> okay. But everybody has their own personal life and thought life and, you know, their own um, failure at being really, truly perfect in love. Sure, yeah. Um, and if you look to the people at church to find that you're you're well you're gonna find it but when i go there i think i you know i told my mom she she was like i don't like going to church because there's a lot of hypocrites and it's like mom you've been a christian for how many years uh-huh. and you still don't go to church well she's she did find a church recently oh, okay which is cool it's like a yeah it's up in big bear called believers chapel and okay um they're somewhat charismatic they're but they're more just widely accepting of anyone that walks in the door they don't really okay. you know you can have any past you want and uh-huh. you just walk in there and with your faith in god and yeah okay. you're qualified mm-hmm. and that's really mm-hmm. great yeah um and that's how it should be everywhere right <laughs> like that's uh-huh. how the church should be mm-hmm. um but i told her i'm like mom every every room in every building that you'll ever walk in is filled with hypocrites. <laughs> it just is, you know, and and to some greater or lesser degree. Okay. And why not go to the one where people are trying 
to be more loving, you know, uh-huh. where they're trying to not be that false person. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, why not go to that place, Mom? <laughs> and it got her going for a few months, and then she uh, eventually fell off the wagon. Okay. But, yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's mm. – yeah, I think – I think something that can be a actually like a, a big a major snag or like even like a, a life altering like dilemma for people is the fact that there's there's still there's still like broken people and problems in within like church bodies or c- congregations mm-hmm. um but that like you can't let you can't let imperfect people uh, distance you from someone who is perfect being Christ mm-hmm. and the fact that we all need a second third like chance we all need an infinite number of chances um, and it can be it can be really tough to have patience with people but to the extent that we need patience from them and all and from and from the Lord himself um, yeah, we have we have to keep in mind that uh, that we are go- that we are going to meet a whole variety of people who you know who are following Jesus or who, who who label themselves as as his followers, and that we have to yeah we have to keep in mind that uh, he wants to bring a transformation to all all types of people regardless of where they've been or where they may still be like hung up now like like whatever they they might still be like like basically wherever there's still hypocrisy in their lives you can't let that deter you from seeing like i think what the end goal or like the of basically like what unconditional love wants for that person like in the same way that you want to have freedom and to have like forgiveness and healing in your life that you should want that for others, regardless of if they're if they have it all together. Because mm-hmm. there's plenty of people who who won't. Uh, but that there are there are definitely legitimately like strong, uh, you know, noteworthy like noble people in the body of Christ who can lead well and set an example. Um, but it's just that a lot of times people have seen like the people have been like scarred or put off by different experiences mm-hmm. and then are turned off to the whole, to, to everybody or to the whole experience itself. Um, but, but even then, even then there's like, there's the possibility of being restored or redeemed in terms of like, you know, no matter how strong an idea might be in someone's mind, it can always be, like changed I guess yeah yeah I would agree with that (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah anyway well uh, thanks for listening Uh, this is Will yeah this is Mark and um, thanks for uh, sticking around with us thanks again for listening to the Theology Box I want to thank my co-host Mark Miller as well as our music producer Richard Liotto our artist Phoebe Sugo at sugo.studios on Instagram, and Megan Napier, who manages our Facebook, where you can reach us directly. Again, this is your host, William Carroll, and may the peace of the Lord be with you.